This is a Power 98.7 podcast. Now we're talking. Subscribe to Power 98.7 podcasts in iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. There's more on power987.co.za. Today we would have heard news that the UK has slipped into a recession and of course the UK is also seeing an election year. It's an important year for them as it is for us and so economic challenges just don't come at the right time if there's um, things like elections happening but we did see GDP fall 0.3% in the final three months of 2023 following a contraction of 0.1% in the months of July to September and joining us to unpack what this means for the UK economy is Dr. Roger Gewalp. He is a former advisor to the Bank of England. Uh, Doctor, thank you for your time. Good evening. Hello. Yes, very nice to speak with you. Thank you so much for chatting to us uh, this evening. Doc, let's talk about uh, these news. Uh, You know, is it as bad as it sounds? No, I don't think so. I think this is more of a blip. Um, The uh, drop by 0.3% is not a huge amount. I mean, compared to Germany, uh, we're doing okay. Uh, they, Germany uh, <laughs> was kind of humiliated by having to um, revise their forecast, which they only made um, in October, Nolu, from growth of one3 to a very humiliating 0.2% for the coming year. So we're not as bad as that, that's for sure. But um, it's part of a much larger picture, which uh, is not great. The Resolution Foundation, one of our more prestigious think tanks, announced recently that actually the UK economy has gone pretty much nowhere in the last 15 years. So this is a little bit of bad news on top of that. Yes, Doc, I was actually going to ask you about, uh, you know, what could the, what the cause could be. Uh, 15 years is a long time for an economy uh, to, uh, you know, uh, be moving sideways. Uh, do we know why that may be the case, if it is the case? Well, my person, it is definitely the case. The Resolution Foundation is, is not wrong, and there are numerous other think tanks that have said the same thing. Um, I guess one of the chief causes is our labor productivity is so low. Um, We really are not a productive nation here very much on the international scale of things. I think that the Labour Party handed the Conservative Party quite a mess uh, 13 years ago, two years into that 15-year period. And the Conservative Party, which is (laughs) pretty much in in a state of shambles at the moment, uh, didn't do a very good job. Uh, of changing things. And um, even today, the Prime Minister Rishi Sunak is under heavy criticism for failing to meet the targets he announced when he took over. I think we've just had a bad run of politicians on in all parties recently. We haven't had any really great leaders who have changed things. Let's talk about that, uh, you know, Doc, because, of course, what we are seeing is an election this year. Uh, uh, anything, anyone on the cards that could possibly have the vision uh, to turn this around? I would have to say no. There's no one in sight. A lot of people are are disgruntled. You know, a lot of people have given up hope and said they don't even want to vote because the choice is, is pretty poor. I don't think that Mr. Sunak has 
distinguished himself as a prime minister, and his cabinet uh, ministers have not particularly been spectacularly successful either. Uh, on the Labour side, um, Sir Keir Starmer, who's the Labour leader, um, has been notable for really not saying much about anything. He's He has just been sitting back uh, waiting uh, for conservatives to blow themselves up, and then it's easy pickings. But things have changed in the last week or two, Nolu, in the sense that there's been a uh, yet again, a huge outbreak of anti-Semitism discovered within the Labour Party. A lot of other stuff, which is quite crazy, uh, that has turned people off. And it's it's shifted, I would say, in the last week or two from Rishi Sunak and the Tories, the Conservatives, not having a prayer to people having probably to vote for him because the alternative of Labor, which is so engaged in infighting and divisiveness and so unclear about what they would do, uh, being a worse alternative. It's the lesser of two evils. That sounds like a predicament that many of us are facing around uh, the world. Doc. I'm also keen to touch on issues of Brexit. I think there are some uh, corners of the world that believe that uh, Brexit hasn't been uh, the most positive thing uh, for that economy. I'm keen to get your thoughts on this one. It's hard to tell. Uh, it's it's too early because Brexit should have been fully implemented immediately after uh, uh, you know we signed. But as many people allege, uh, the government, despite the 17 million people that wanted Brexit, the government didn't want it. So they've dragged their heels. Is the accusation and. Um, uh, for one example, there's something like 4,000 European Union laws that should have been scrapped are, are, are still, you know, extant, are still in order, are still affecting us in one way or another. There's a whole lot of things that should have been done to implement Brexit, which even today still haven't been done. So if it's not working, is that one reason why? And then there's the argument that, well, it is working in a lot of ways. People point to a lot of things where we would be better off starting with, hey, look, we're not Germany. Thank goodness we're not Germany. Look at the, the mess there. In Ger- yeah, they've got the dubious honor, Nolu, of today becoming uh, the third largest economy in the world because Japan slipped into recession and fell out of the league table. And Germany was fourth and now they're third. But I I guess they could have done without that, without having, you know, all these problems and their recession. Mm-hmm. So the jury, the jury is still out on Brexit. I want to ask you about just the overall structure of the, you know, the UK economy. Like, and the big reason I ask about this is there's some analysts who believe that uh, you know, there hasn't been much new innovation uh, within the economy, that a lot of uh, the industries that uh, continue to thrive are legacy industries, uh, and that could also be uh, causing a lag uh, when the world is shifting in one direction, and it looks like you know, those traditional uh, sectors uh, continue uh, to, to, to dominate the structure of the economy. Yeah, I think they do. And there's a lot of infrastructure issues. And we certainly haven't invested in infrastructure and research and development as we should have. Uh, A lot of things that we should have replaced have not been replaced. And now they don't work. 
And, I mean, there's just a hell of a lot of stuff here that doesn't work and should be working. Uh, and we just have problems with so many things. And the politicians, uh, I feel, you know, have, have failed us. Now, um, you know, people talk a good game uh, and they mesmerize you. But at the end of the day, if it doesn't happen, uh, that's how they're going to be judged. You know, I, I've spent a lot of uh, my time uh, living in, in Cape Town. And, you know, same thing with politics in South Africa. There's some great speakers, but they don't always deliver what they said. You know, it's, I guess it's the nature of politicians. And before I let you go, Doc, I mean, we've seen this uh, recessionary data come out. Are we expecting something shallow and quick and something that the economy can recover from very quickly? Yeah, I mean, that's a great question. Uh, uh, People are saying, the so-called experts in inverted commas, are saying that this is technical. It's very shallow, 0.3%, and it will probably reverse itself. Some people are saying in the next quarter or the quarter after that. Uh, I don't know, but I wouldn't be surprised if that isn't the case because it, it, I mean, you know, we've already got so many problems that this is a blip. This is nothing to get overexcited about. The, what we really need to address is the fundamental problems. And that's really a problem of leadership. We have not got uh, an inspiring leader uh, who is going to really deliver the goods. Well, Doc, we hope we can keep talking to you as we watch it all unfold. Uh, It looks like it just might be a bumpy ride for the global economy at large. Thank you for your time. Thank you so much. Fantastic. Go well. That was uh, Dr. Roger Giwaolbe. He is a geopolitics and finance expert who has advised the UK Bank of England as well as Treasury there. You've been listening to a Power 98.7 podcast. For more podcasts, visit power987.co.za or subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.